Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts today, uh, MJ with Scotty Boy. Uh, Steven, our fun train, of course, is feeling a little under the weather today, but he has given, given us some answers for uh, some of our segments today, so we'll be uh, giving his answers in his stead while he recovers we wish you the best brother and we hope you enjoy this episode as a bystander this week okay scott why well actually let me start out with our icebreaker of course which is our mount rushmore of nfl mvps why did you choose this for for this week yeah mj that's a good question i'll get to that in a second but yeah uh shout out to steven um sorry you couldn't be here tonight man hope you start feeling better and uh want to give you a thanks for letting us um do a couple of segments that that you own so we appreciate uh you letting us do that and um we hope you enjoyed seeing it from the other side um but yes uh, we are doing nfl mvp rushmore for our icebreaker um because on thursday they're actually announcing the MLB MVP um, mm. of 2023. And uh, the front runners are, of course, Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, and then the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman. Um, obviously, it's Acuna Braves. by landslide. Yeah. I mean, as a Braves fan, I am definitely biased towards Acuna. You know, I, I love Freddie from his Atlanta days, but Acuna should win this award. Um, if he doesn't, I. I think there's going to be uh, a little bit of an outcry, uh, but yeah, that's why we are doing uh, NFL MVP Rushmore, and um, I will go ahead and give you Stevens, um, yeah. and I'll give you mine, and then you can uh, give everybody yours. Um, so Steven went with Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers. I okay. think that's a pretty that's, solid four. Very, very vanilla. Um, but I mean, like, it's like some it's hard. butter and yeah. toast. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, complain against that, you know, besides it, it being very vanilla. Um, I matched him with two of those. I also said Peyton Manning, who has won it five times. He's won it more than any other player. Um, and Pat Mahomes, the young goat. Um, and then I'm going to give you, uh, my bias picks, but, uh, got to go with my boy, Camp Newton, War Eagle, um, his Panther season. Uh, took him to the Super Bowl where he he lost to uh, the Broncos. Peyton Manning. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was a an awesome season. Um, you know, it was like the NFL uh, equivalent of his Heisman season at Auburn. Um, very fun to watch. Um, can't remember who had him on his fantasy or on their fantasy team that year, but um, he was a a good player in fantasy that year and a few years around that as well. Uh, but last but not least. Uh, sticking with my personal bias, got to go with my cowboy Emmett Smith. Okay, uh, who won it back in the '90s? So that would be my Rushmore of MVP uh, winners. How about yeah, you? Yeah, pretty great selection. I, I, I at least uh, appreciate some diversity. Um, and I mean that's one of my gripes with the NFL MVP. Right, quarterbacks get so much of the limelight, the spotlight here. Uh, in the NFL. So I did split up. I got actually two running backs in my uh, MVP list. Um, but I'll start with the QBs. Uh, 2019, Lamar Jackson. I mean, uh, gosh. And a lot of these are my favorite, like a, a bunch of favorite players um, of mine. Um, 2015, Cam Newton, as you described. 2012, Adrian Peterson, who's arguably one of the greatest if not the greatest running back i've ever seen personally other than my last mount rushmore 2006 ladanian tomlinson um oh so you had three running backs no no two two adrian peterson ladanian tomlinson oh and then i had yeah, cam yeah, and lamar sorry yeah <laughs> yeah yes sorry uh, i was good, thinking man. me <laughs> nice you're good man yeah so um, no, I, I, I appreciate I it when picks. a running back, you know, get, gets to break it, break into the NFL MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. you know, it's just so hard. The qu quarterbacks are just so good and they, they are the focal point of the offense. So it's, it's, it's hard to overcome that for sure. Yeah, no, um, I love, love those picks. Um, why don't you hit us with the, uh, the week 10 recap? Yes, sir. So we'll go ahead, scoot and boot to the recap. We're going to, uh, 
good selection of games, a great selection of games here. We'll start off with the Atlanta Falcons uh, losing to the Arizona Cardinals uh, 23 to 25 here. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, coming back from his ACL tear and looking like the Kyler Murray of old. Uh, it's great to see science and uh, medical technology continue to get better every year. A lot of these players we weren't expecting them to return looking as good as they did. And Kyler is just lightning in a bottle still. Uh, 249 uh, yards, no touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns, one INT. Uh, James Conner, 16 carries, 73 yards, no TDs. Kyler Murray, 6 for 33 and 1 rushing. Um, of course, you have Trey McBride, who continues to break out while Zach Ertz is out. Um, 8 for 131, um, just getting peppered with targets. Uh, no touchdowns. And on that Falcon side, Heineke in this passing game looked abysmal. Um, I mean, 55 yards, one touchdown, which is unbelievable. Ritter had to come in um, because I believe Heineke got injured. Uh, but Bijan, really the highlight of the day, 22 carries, 95 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Actually, his second, I believe his second red zone carry, goal line carry for the year. And he finally punched it in after Arthur Smith continues to hate on fantasy players. Um, really exciting, really exciting um, game here for both sides. Uh, really quickly about Trey McBride. I mean, is this a player that you think will continue to uh, uh, rise in value? Um, and I guess potentially you target in non tight premium leagues. Uh, I mean, I have to say yes. Um, yeah. And, it sucks because uh, I traded him and Dobbs, you know, a few weeks ago um, at what I thought was going to be pretty solid value for a 24 second. And now they both have just exploded. And um, yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm a believer in McBride. Um, I think he's got a really bright future and uh, he's going to be a solid tight end for the Cardinals. Yeah, the number um, one tight end in the uh, 2022 draft class. So um, yeah, I can see him actually actually blooming into that role, right? Yeah, and um, Bijan, you know, you said second red zone rush and got a touchdown. So 50%, <gasps> like, give the dude the ball in the red zone, man. 50%. It's, even, it's, it's not hard, Arthur Smith. It's not hard. Which is sweet because Algier, as he stated earlier this week, Algier was, as he said, one of the best goal line backs in the league. So, And he, he had decreased uh, touches this week. So interesting, Arthur Smith. Um, our next game here. Cleveland Browns winning 33 over 31 over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, gosh, what a sad way to let things go. And I, I think, Scott, I actually messaged you about this game. Well, our group chat about this game and said, I can't, I couldn't believe the Browns let this, you know, it made this comeback victory. And you said you could. <laughs> So yeah, I I said I could because they did the same exact thing uh against the Steelers back mm-hmm. in uh what week was it? Uh da, 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 da. it looks like it was like week 5. Week 5. Same thing, like the Ravens were up um 10 to 3 at halftime and then got goosed in the second half and the Steelers came back and scored 14 in the fourth quarter to beat them 17 to 10 mm. when it looked like you know the Ravens were were handling that game so no I, I wasn't surprised uh, for some reason the Ravens are struggling to close games especially against their rivals in the NFC North yeah um AFC North excuse me yeah AFC North correct um and let's go into the stats here Deshaun Watson um 213 yards one touchdown one INT uh Jerome Ford getting the bulk of the carries here, 17 for 107, no touchdowns. Amari Cooper uh, continues to really excel in his alpha role, 6 for 96, no tutties. Um, Elijah Moore getting the touchdown for the Browns here, 5 for 44. Uh, on the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson, uh, 223 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. He also added 41 yards rushing. Keaton Mitchell uh, getting a long of 39 and one rushing touchdown. Gus Edwards, uh, getting a goal line touchdown as well. Um, Zay Flowers, five for 73. Odell Beckham finally getting a touchdown for this season, one for 40. Um, how are you feeling about Keaton Mitchell? He's he's really been rising around everyone's ranks here. And 
although he's had, I feel like he's had, I mean, not feel, he's definitely had limited amount of carries. Uh, what's the highest you'd pay for Mitchell right now, uh, especially since Harbaugh has been talking about his increase of workload he'll be getting? And I mean, only three carries this week, um, one, two targets. Uh, Max, you pay potentially what? Late so, second? Yeah, first of all, it, it depends, right? It depends okay. on format. Um, in Dynasty, uh, I think a third is probably the a max good pay? value. Um, yeah, as far as picks, that'd be the max I'd pay. Um, for redraft, it's tough. Uh, but I can tell you in my redraft league, there was a trade this week involving Keaton Mitchell. It was Keaton Mitchell for Brock Purdy. Now the team what? that traded the team that traded away Brock Purdy has Justin Herbert. Uh so I mean, you know, getting and it's single quarterback league. It's, oh, it's not single quarterback. Flex. Yeah, single quarterback. So, you know, they weren't really losing a whole lot. The team that gained Brock Purdy, they had Trevor Lawrence who, you know, is kind of having a down year. So, um Keaton Mitchell, though it's 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 the Baltimore backfield. I still go back to it. If if I had to pick someone out of the Baltimore backfield, it would be Lamar. Um, he's always going to be the guy. Um, yes, Gus Edwards has popped off lately, and we've seen Keaton Mitchell, you know, have two really good games in a row now. Um, I, well, I just don't know yeah. if it's sustainable. Well, I guess my question should be: um, out of the two running backs, um, that. Well, I guess you can kind of throw Justice Hill up in the air at this point now. But out of Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell, who would you rely on more? The goal line back who has had, you know, uh, three touchdowns in a week already, two touchdowns, um, another, or the up-and-coming undrafted free agent, you know? Um, yeah, so for me, it's definitely going to be Gus Edwards. Yeah. Um, the blow-up weeks... Uh, he's combined for a total of 12 rush attempts. Um, and last week, neither one really got a whole lot. Uh, Keaton Mitchell got three rush attempts and Gus Edwards got five. Yeah. Um, but Gus Edwards turned two or got two touchdowns out of those five rushing attempts. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Mitchell got nine and Gus Edwards got 19. Um, give me the volume every day. Uh, it's, it's not a question. I'd rather have Gus Edwards for sure. Okay copy uh we'll move on to our last game last game here the houston texans winning 30 to 27 over the cincinnati Bengals. um cj stroud continues his tear through the league uh, against a respectable cincinnati defense as of late uh 356 yards one touchdown one int devin singletary getting the bulk of the carries here um 150 yards, one rushing touchdown. Noah Brown continues to see an increased look while um, Nico Collins is out. Seven for 172. No tutties. Um, Dalton Schultz, four for 71. No tutties. And Tank Dell, six for 56, one touchdown. On the Cincinnati Bengals side, Joe Burrow, 347 yards two touchdowns two ints joe mixon 11 for 46 one touchdown and jamar chase five for 124 one touchdown tyler boyd eight for 117 um and trenton Irwin, um who who sleeper was pushing on me hard actually uh two for 54 one touchdown actually getting that touchdown crazy um and of course jamar chase really helped you out this week scott especially after he potentially um, was going to be out with his back issues. I mean, I did. I think he did lose, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it was the one league I lost in. So I mean, you know, help me out in quotations. Just help me lose by less. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I'm I'm counting on Chase to put up numbers like that every week, right? He's my main yep. stud. Um, I think his quarterback his long of sixty four yard pat, uh, touchdown was actually insane. A uh, improvised play with Burrow r- running out of out of the pocket. Yeah, and love to see it through a laser. Um, really excited for this Bengals team and this Houston team. Um, do you think Noah Brown can continue this production, or you think this is just he's uh, uh, benefiting from circumstance right now? Nico Collins being out. I mean, I think it's 
It's possible to answer yes to both those questions. Um, I definitely think there is some benefit to Nico Collins being out. I, th- I think he's going to take a little dip, a little regression when Nico comes back. Um, but as long as CJ Stroud and the Texans stay hot, I think all the players in that offense can stay hot. Um, That's the second question I was going to ask. Is this is a are the Houston Texans a team that you just want a piece of? Whoever, right, right now I do. Um, uh-huh. And in in my redraft league, um, I was struggling at the tight end position to start the season, just bouncing back and forth between players and getting it wrong every single week. Um, but Bad. I got Dalton, got Dalton Schultz and been riding him. Uh, who is know, who, who told you to get Dalton Schultz, man? I, I might have been you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I was able to get Dalton Schultz um, on the wire, and um, I actually also got Jake Ferguson, and so kind of playing matchups with that. But uh, Schultz Schultz is definitely my one A to the one B right now, um, just well, based on how hot the Texans are. Listen, I had to make it. I do have to say, I not every one of my bits of advice to Scott works out, but when it does work out, man, does it hit? So hey, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, like the. When it hits, it hits um, like crazy good hits. Yeah. Um, and geez, uh, CJ Stroud just continuing with this hair. I can't, I don't think anyone could stop talking about CJ Stroud. So we're, we're excited to see as he continues his rookie, his rookie campaign. Um, insane. Um, so that's the week 10 recap. Scott, you, you got us with the stock market update. Um, let's duke it out, man. What, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, so we've done this segment a couple times. Um, it's been a while. So just to kind of remind everybody, um, we're going to throw some player names out there and we're simply going to say, you know, has their value gone up, down or stayed the same? And we're going to use our starting point as the start of the season. So the start of the 2023 season, um, these are, these players are in no particular order, but I specifically picked players that, uh, in some combination of you and me, me and Steven or you and Steven are managers of them across our two dynasty leagues that all three of us are in together, which is the what's your fantasy dynasty league and the Rocky mountain club dynasty league. Um, so we will start, start with Dalton Kincaid who I manage in RMC and you manage in what's your fantasy. Um, Steven gave me answers already for him. Um, so I will go ahead and give you his mind and then you can, uh, give us yours. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So Steven uh, said his value has gone up. I obviously have agreed with that. Uh, I, his value has gone up. Um, what do you think about Dalton Kincaid? Oh, easy peasy, man. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, who is already in my uh, our pre- my preseason dynasty, he was already a top 10 tight end for me. Um, I, know, I know what that player can do. And listen, uh, y- you missed your chance to buy low on this player already, if not. Um, I think he's going to usurp um, Dawson Knox uh, when he, even when Knox comes back. Um, I think he's just 10 times the amount of uh, athlete and route runner um, and improviser that Knox will ever, ever be. So yes, up for yeah. sure. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to hear any disagreement from me. So uh, with this all saying up there, which I'm pretty sure that would be a consensus agreement across pretty much all fantasy players. Um, do you think uh, using a 2023 late first to snag him was worth it at at this point? Now seeing what he's done so far, oh, absolutely. I was telling man, I was telling you needed to pick him at late. I yeah. told you it was well, a I, deal. I did. I did an RMC, and I also did in the in our AP league. Um, yeah. You know, and you know, starting out early in the season, especially when I needed a tight end, I was like, uh, did I really spend a first on a tight end? But I mean, now you, it's, I think, it's looking good. Even in non-tight end premium links, I, I really think he's going to be a game changer. And I, I mean, I can't say more than that. I mean, I think I, I mean, of course, you could. I got a heck of a deal grabbing Laporta at the end of the uh, second, but I really think Kincaid is the better of the two prospects and will be a focal point in that offense for many years to come. One of the awesome. many focal points, of course. All right, so our next player uh, is Amari Cooper. Uh, I am the manager of him in What's Your Fantasy, and Steven is the manager of him in Rocky Mountain Club. Uh, and we both said same. We think his value stayed about the same since the start of the season. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, listen, I think Mark Cooper's continue continues to be one of those players who's con- 
like consistently overlooked despite all the production that he's able to produce. I mean, uh, I think he's an excellent route runner and he's able to improvise with the quarterback, which is what they need. He's just so smart at this age. And I think, yeah, I, I think his value has been consistent. I wouldn't m- move him a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't seem to matter if it's Deshaun Watson or PJ Walker. Correct. He still yeah. seems to be getting um, the majority the volume. volume. Yeah. Um, I will say that Elijah Moore has uh, taken more looks away from him than I thought he would. Um, I, I think Elijah Moore is getting a significant amount of targets in offense, um, but I, I don't think it's too that much of a detriment to Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, maybe Najoku and like, you know, the dump offs to the running backs are kind of where those targets are disappearing from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially, yeah. you know, especially in an offense that has a excellent offensive line and re- did and has been relying so much on their rushing game. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I love Cooper, man. Sweet. Uh, our next player, Evan Ingram, who Steven manages in RMC and you manage in what's your fantasy. And uh, I actually manage an AP. Um, so we actually all have a share here of Evan Ingram. Uh, and Steven and I both said same since the start of the season. Yeah, I, I can't really budge on Ingram. Y- you know, in terms of tight ends, especially in a non-tight end premium league, I, I-, I think you're just looking for anyone in a, well, I would say good offense or who can be targeted as much as he ha- has been targeted. And um, let me see where he's at in terms of standings for the year. They had the bye week. He's still tight end 13 for the year. And I'm looking at him in, is this RMC scoring? Yeah, it is. He had 20, two weeks ago, 25.8, five points for the week. I mean, wow. Um, listen, he's he's getting the volume. I love Ingram. He's the same for me. Yeah. he's. So let's, let's talk about the Jags for a second. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, and Calvin Ridley. Um, at least... From my perspective, things aren't shaking up exactly how I expected. I definitely Same. expected Calvin, Calvin Ridley to be one, Ingram to be two, and Kirk to be a distant third. And it definitely doesn't seem to be like that. What What do you think the deal is? Do you think Kirk is actually maybe more of a favorite target uh, of Lawrence's? Or do you think Ridley just always gets the top defensive player and Kirk is able to get open with the other two? Take it uh, away. So I'm, that's a really great question. And I've been thinking about it this week a lot, Scott. I just, I, I am, I'm counting this as kind of Trevor Lawrence's, I mean, this is his third year, right? Third season. Uh, I am considering this still as his second season. And I, I really just think that defenses are actually having the ability to key into what he does best because he's been struggling. Yeah, so as the Trevor Lawrence uh, dynasty manager in RMC, um, yeah, I've kind of been disappointed this year, you know, expecting him to be a top eight dynasty quarterback going into the year, and he's hovering around the 15, 16, 17 range. Um, I'm hoping he can turn around and figure it out. He's got the weapons in that offense to do it. He's Um, got the ability to do it as well. He's got the ability to do it. Yeah, like I I believe in the guy. I believe in the arm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I still think, uh, I still firmly believe in the talent of Ridley. And I, we've seen week one, what he can do. I mean, uh, I just, I just feel like they're, the defense is really keying in. That's all I can say. And I mean, I, I think Ingram is such a, um, a solid target for him, um, always in there. And if anything, he has a, already a season of rapport with Kirk. Right. And I think that does make a difference. I absolutely do believe that makes a difference. I think you hit the nail on the head there too. I think that one season of rapport um, is, is kind of the difference maker that we're seeing this year. And I I mean, I'm honestly, I had Ridley as one of my uh, top 10 wide receivers this year. Um, I really believe in the talent and I hope they turn it around. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We still have a couple of weeks left and we can get some good performances from, from both players. Yeah, one of our side bets was uh, I said Lamb finishes ahead of Calvin Ridley in fantasy, and you and Steven took the opposite. How are you feeling about that? 
Yeah. I was actually I was actually thinking about our side bets on the on my way home from work today, and I was like, man, I'm taking so many shotguns, but I'm so excited. Um, listen, Lamb is thankfully as uh, you know managing him as well. Um, been popping up, popping off as of late, and I have nothing to I have nothing to say about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't I mean, wait to take my shotgun. Well, we'll we'll get to Lamb here in a second. Um, he's on the list. Uh, but uh, let's let's move on to Rashad White, who Stephen manages. What's your fantasy? And you manage an RMC. Mm-hmm. Both Stephen and I said up. Yeah, absolutely up, man. I, I think he's. If you actually watch the games, he is looking so much better, much more uh, decisive in hitting the holes in the line instead of kind of hesitating as he was last year. Um, I think, I think I really think there's more room for him to grow. And of course, if you didn't know Rashad white is an excellent pass catcher. Um, so him showing signs of life on, you know, rushing is, is very exciting. So yes, up for me. Yeah. Um, Hundred percent agree. I think the pass catching ability, especially if you have him in a PPR league, I mm-hmm. think that's that's money. Um, Kenneth Walker, uh, same thing. Steven is the manager in What's Your Fantasy, and you're the manager in RMC. Uh, Steven said up. Uh, this is actually the first time where I put a little adjective on up. I said up big, um, and and for me, I think it's up big because there were a lot of us, me included, worried about Zach Charbonnet and how that would all play out. And I don't think Zach Charbonnet has taken anything away from Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth Walker has gotten better, if anything. Yeah, dude, listen, I have been, he's going to be the same for me because I have had Kenneth Walker. (laughs) I've always been gassing him up uh, every time we talk about him. Uh, So in, in terms of, you know, balancing out the, that committee, with Charbonnet. I believe the past three weeks, Charbonnet has actually outsnapped him. Um, but what Kenneth Walker once again displayed um, against the commanders was his big playability, right? He led the league last year in rushes over 50 yards. This guy is all about big plays and he's got a tank that never ends. I mean, the, it's, it's the little engine that could. And I love this player so much. Um, and I mean, he's, he's, he's one of my top running backs. I mean, I own him and I'm so excited to draft him. It, but yeah, I, I think I, honestly with that display of a 63 or so yard uh, pass touchdown um, where he, it was a dump off and he just lightning in a bottle, man made, you know, um, so hard for me to say he he goes up because he's so high for me already. So I have to say he stays the same. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I, I mean, I like mean, that's that's I, I really fair. have him rated so high. I mean, really, he's I'm, every time we talk about him, man, I just just I don't know. It's just heart emojis everywhere for KW three, my boy. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, I, maybe he was born with the wrong last name. I think he should have been Kenneth Runner instead of Kenneth Walker. Ah. And, uh, Steven's not here to roll his eyes, but I know he would be, and he's going to when he hears that. Um, our next player is Mark Andrews, uh, who I manage in What's Your Fantasy, and you manage in RMC. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven and I both said same. Yeah, same, same for me as well. Listen, I, I think. I, I Lamar's having an NFL MVP season, MVPS season, and we'll talk about more of that later. Um, but Andrews is still the alpha in that wide receiver room. As much as Zay Flowers has been eating into his targets, uh, I really think it's just because Mark Andrews has been uh, looked closely, uh, covered more closely. Um, and when he does blow up, you know, you see his productive games, they're very productive. I mean, he has extremely high highs, um, very low lows right now, but stays the same for me. He, he still has the potential to finish as a tight end one for a year. We've seen it. Agreed. Um, I think the only reason I don't say up is because of Zay Flowers. Uh, um, yeah. if, if Zay Flowers wasn't there, then I think, you know, it would, it would be up, but, uh, our next player is James Connor, who I manage and what's your fantasy? What's your fantasy in uh, you manage in uh, Rocky Mountain Club? Mm-hmm. Steven and I both said same. Yeah, same for me. Uh, of course, he's coming off the IR. He looked actually pretty great on 14 carries, uh, 74 yards, I believe. 
Um, same for me. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be helping the offense, especially with Kyler Murray coming back. I, I think that he can still provide a, an extremely productive year um, towards the end of the year, especially after getting a couple weeks rest on the IR. So, yeah, I think he's a huge uh, volume back, um, easy running back to week to week that you can count on to get you a solid floor. And I think Kyler Murray coming back uh, only helps his value. Um, next one, this is three in a row, actually. Uh, I manage to watch your fantasy. You uh, manage in Rocky Mountain Club, Derek Carr. Um, and this is actually the first time where Steven and I differentiate. Steven said down. I said same. Well, I, he's going to be the same for me. Um, he's a, he's actually started heating up as of late. And of course, he was knocked out this last game. I can't I can't dock him for that. I mean, it, it sucked for me and in one of my leagues but it happens injuries happen you can't you can't account for that but uh, i think as as this offense continues to uh jive together continues to get more reps i mean he's been uh, i mean michael thomas just got arrested a couple days ago for um what throwing a brick at, at some builders car yeah, and all this his, other his stuff. wide receivers can't stay out of handcuffs yeah it's been kind of crazy but i i really think you give it a little bit more time and um i think he'll be able like to really um bring out the best in this offense so yeah and and listen uh you know we, we kind of talked about this last week um for whatever reason there's some Derek carr hate going on out there um, since his first season in 2014, when he finished as quarterback 20, um, he has never finished worse than quarterback 20, uh, which is actually where he stands right now at quarterback mm. 20, including this past week where he was injured and left. Um, and, uh, you know, that that is uh, minus a buy because their buy is this week. So he might dip, you know, this this next week below that 20 threshold. But um, he's never finished better than 12, but never finished worse than 20. He is a solid quarterback too for Superflex. Um, and for me, I, he's the same. He's the same Derek Carr as 2014 Derek Carr. Like I had, there hasn't been a change. Yeah, the same. Um, the next one is actually the first player where I say down, and Steven also says down. Um, and that's Jamal Williams, who I manage in What's Your Fantasy, Fantasy and Steven Mas- manages in Rocky Mountain Club. Man. Tongue twisters going on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I'm actually at the say up um, solely for the fact that his snap percentage with Kamara has steadily gone up. I mean, Kamara has been losing touches to him and especially with how running back has been this year, the players we've lost to injury. Um, I think I really think he's about the same for me. He's going to be the same for me. Um, I still see so, the value. So there. not up. Sorry, I did. I say up. I'm bad. <laughs> yeah, I said up. Um, the same. Sorry, the same. Okay, <laughs> the same. And I, I think you just—it's just one of those scenarios where you, you just you sit and wait because you, you never know what's going to happen. You can't account for injuries, but they do happen. If Jamal Williams gets a, gets a chance, um, I really think that he's going to get an opportunity to shine, and he's going to be a value play. I like that. I, I hope so. Um, you know, he's right in the bench right now, but the running back position, like you said, there's always injuries. So, um, could be a solid fill in. All right. Next one, big one, CD lamb, who you manage and what's your fantasy. And I manage in Rocky mountain club. Um, Steven said up, I said up big. <laughs> of course he'd say up big. I mean, he did have a career game, like uh, two or three games ago. Um, three, three in a row. He is now the first player uh, in NFL history. I, I think the stat was with 10 receptions and 150 yards, three games in a row. First, I mean, first wide receiver to do that in history. Definitely up. And especially, um, you know, one of the biggest concerns going into the year um, was how is Mike McCarthy going to be calling these plays? You know, what is he going to be calling? And they stressed before the year started and um, a focal point, the focal point for the offense will be the rushing game. Well, um, and I don't want to bring this into, you know, make this a cowboy show, but Tony Pollard just hasn't looked as good as we thought. And we're obviously looks like he's missing somebody, um, an important piece of the offense there, um, Mr. Zeke. But I really do think, 
they've under they've I don't know, McCarthy understands that as you continue to preach, Scott, get the ball to the best players' hands and let them make plays. And CD is doing that. And I I I he's definitely up in my book. Yep. Since since the Cowboys by week seven, week eight, wide receiver one, week nine, wide receiver three, week ten, wide receiver two. So three weeks in a row as a top three wide receiver, uh, based on what your fantasy scoring, but that's probably pretty close to most leagues out there. Um, yeah, CD Lamb is 100% a set and forget it guy right now. Uh, KTC has him as number four wide receiver um, in Dynasty, which I think is is fair. That's fair. Um, and uh, yeah, as a Cowboys fan, love it. As a CD manager, love it even more. Um, Rashid Shaheed, who I manage in uh, RMC, uh, the Rocky Mountain Club, and MJ manages in What's Your Fantasy. Um, Steven said same. I said up, uh, and, and my reasoning is going into the season, I thought he was, uh, you know, just a punt returner kind of guy, uh, but he's gotten a few looks in the actual offense and come up with some big plays and some touchdowns. What do you yeah, think? Listen, definitely up for me, man. And, yeah, you know, Michael Thomas, and I guess his pass offense as of late has been hit or miss, right? And Shahid, Rashid Shahid is definitely been a boom bust play here but uh, i think if you watch any of these highlights watch any replay of games the biggest thing like i notice is Derek carr continually wants to go to shaheed for big plays big plays um plays um at the end of the games the game when the game's on the line he wants to he wants to go to the go route with shaheed and i love seeing that i want uh, that's that t- that's a big tell for me like if you see a quarterback stressing to the offensive coordinator we need to go to this guy so he's definitely actually up for me um and and only his second year i mean i, I think this player has a lot of room to grow just wide receiver 30 for the year so I, I think he's a big value play for you next year even yeah um next one and we've talked about him endlessly but that's sam laporta who i manage in what's your fantasy and you manage in rmc which Kind of ironically, we both managed Sam Laporta behind Mark Andrews. Um, you know, so it's tough. It's really hard to play two tight ends in a week. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you could play the matchup. I've been just playing Mark Andrews. And, uh, you know, if Laporta has a better week, then, you know, I, I live with that. Um, but Steven set up. Obviously, I set up. What do you think? Oh, yeah, baby. Listen, um, Last uh, last this past game was a big tell for me um, because they had all their weapons in the offense. Finally, they finally had every single one of their their weapons, and he still got five targets, um, a respectable eleven point seven points in uh, RMC scoring. Um, and you start those guys. I mean, that's a he's tied in six for the year still, um, and he's still like like we talked about, still his rookie season. Um, Again, another player who, yeah, we, we keep talking about this player, but I mean, he's breaking records, right? I mean, he's he's in he was my top ten, one of my top ten dynasty tight ends going into the year as a rookie. So I think Sky continues to be the limit, and it's great to see him continue to get looks on this high powered offense right now. Yep. Uh, next player, Nico Collins. You have him in RMC, and Steven mm-hmm. has him on his taxi squad in what's your fantasy uh we both set up yeah up for me too uh like we discussed earlier scott i want any part of this um main receiving core any offensive weapon from the the houston texans who actually have one of the easiest if not the easiest remaining schedule to end the year so um i i've been on collins since last year um i was so sad when the fun train picked him up in our what's your fantasy league like picked him early but hey um, I believe in the player, and he's he's taken the route of what re- wide receivers traditionally took, which is a third year breakout. And I think he has broken out, and he's definitely one of uh, the alphas on that team. So, yep, wide receiver sixteen on the year and half PPR. Ooh. Yeah, crazy, right? Even with the injury, um, last offensive player, Rashad Bateman who you manage in RMC and I actually just picked up off the waivers and now manage in what's your fantasy. 
Steven said same. I actually said down. Yeah, I'm going to say same. Dealing with that, um, his injury last year, which, I mean, basically put put him out the entire year. I think he's still trying to catch up, man. Um, And I I think personally, like, I mean, I, I think Beckham is washed and way beyond his prime. But I think Bateman will get plenty of looks here on an offense that appears to be leaning on the pass game heavily um, this year. So uh, I think you give it time. He's same for me. Yeah, for me, it's because Andrews is the one and Zay Flowers is clearly now the two. And I think it's hard to to get a three out of that offense, like a yeah. fantasy relevant three. That's that's where it is for me. All right, last two uh, are defenses. Uh, first one is the Eagles defense. Managed by Steven and What's Your Fantasy and managed by me and RMC. Steven said down. I said same. Uh, same for me. Um, I, this defense is extremely stacked with Georgia players. And they they don't have that that difficult. I mean, I'd say it's about a um, like middle of the road end of season play here i mean kc buffalo san fran dallas right i mean that's pretty tough then you go into the playoffs after dallas seattle the giants arizona i mean i think this defense just continues to struggle especially with the past game but if you see all the work that they've put into um into drafting these players the 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 amount of skilled players on this team. I'm not looking down on them. They're, they're still the same to me. Still a top three defense for me on any given week, have the opportunity to be so. Uh, agreed. Um, I, I think Steven's down on them because they're number 17 on the year. And, you know, we probably expected more out of them, but listen, their four is five points. Right. Um, and I think the reason that they are number 17 is they haven't had a blow up game. Like some of these other defenses that have had, you know, 20, almost 30 plus games. I mean, the Cowboys with what, like a 40 point game against the giants at the start of year, mm-hmm. um, the Eagles best game is 17, right? So, uh, they've got, I guess, you know, a higher floor and a lower ceiling. Um, but when it comes to the defense, that's kind of what you want, right? Yeah. You want mm-hmm. consistency at defense. Like give me a defense. that's going to give me 10 points a week that I can count on, take it to the bank. I'm going to get my, you know, boom points from other positions. So, yeah. um, cool. Last but not least, uh, Jets defense, who Steven manages and what's your fancy, um, along with two other defenses and who you manage in RMC. Uh, we both set up. Yeah. Listen, uh, this Jets defense is the reason that they are staying relevant, uh, in these games. Um, I mean, you can't speak enough, especially if you watch any of the hard knock videos i mean quinnon williams just a boss sauce gardner um mcdonald i mean i really think this defense has plenty of room to grow i i i mean so good i I love this defense and um i'd say up as well i'd have to agree Uh, i i think that hopefully um hopefully this offense starts to produce a little bit more puts pressure on the other team's defense as well and helps them out a bit. I really think that's all they need, just a little help on the offensive side of things. Yep, so they're number eight on the year. Uh, Their floor is one point, which was week two against Dallas, and their ceiling was 20 points, which was week one against Buffalo. Um, So, I mean, you know, like Dallas, I mean, that that was a really tough game, right? Uh, But the 20 points against Buffalo, I think, is still pretty surprising. Um, And they play them again this week, so... Who knows? Uh, but with that, let's move back over to you for on the clock. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so I have an easy one for you. Um, well, speaking of NFL MVPs, um, let's go ahead and begin with my question. So um, who is your NFL MVP for the 2023 season and why? And I'm also going to give you some stats here. So. Um, current front runners are Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I'm going to give you just generalized stats here. Okay. For the yards, 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, um, eight interceptions, 258 yards, rushing, no rushing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, 2,100 yards, 10 tutties, five INTs, 481 yards, rushing five touchdowns. Jalen hurts, 2,300 yards, passing 15 touchdowns 18 up uh, eight 
INTs. Um, 316 rush yards, seven rushing touchdowns. And currently one of the dark horses for the NFL MVP is CJ Stroud. 2,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, two INTs, and only two rushing touchdowns on 86 rush yards. I'm going to give you 45 seconds here just in case you want to elaborate on some of the other players, okay? And you're good to go. Cool. Uh, love the question. Um, it's a really easy answer for me, and uh, it's funny because we do our prep independently, and you'll see shortly um, that I was actually already on, along this wavelength, but it's Jalen Hurts. Um, okay. I picked him preseason. I'm still sticking with him. Um, yes, uh, I manage him in the What's Your Fantasy Dynasty League, um, but yeah, he's done nothing uh, short of having MVP season. Uh, the tush push is amazing. I know Steven hates it, um, but it's great. Like Nobody can stop it. Um, yeah, CJ Stroud, a surprise long shot, but I don't think he's going to knock off any of these other top guys. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Okay. 100%. Nice man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, touch push is going to be, I don't know, man, this Philly offense continues just to cre- create iconic plays, right? The Philly special touch push. Well, brotherly shove. Um, and I think hurts uh, at what, is he still only 24? Is he 25 now? But, um, yeah, regardless, a young player who 25, 25 okay um I, I think he's a young player who the eagles have built a high octane offense around and he is that main engine that cog and boy does that engine churn when it churns so definitely um a great choice there scott um with that we'll go ahead segue uh, straight into the next me- segment which is going to be mfk hosted by b as well and uh, we're going to deviate from some of these uh, NFL caliber quarterbacks to some of these, um, I, I believe, low-end quarterback twos. Um, now, all these players are separated by less than, I think, about five points. Five points. Um, and that's going to be, and actually, if you check the scoring for the year, it's 26, 27, 28. Okay? So that's going to be Zach Wilson. Bryce Young and Kenny Pickett. Oh I've been, man. I've, I've been hitting you with the good players the first couple of weeks. Now I had to go back to my Ewe, Ewe players. Um, yeah. Off the bat, easy peasy. Kenny Pickett is my kill. Um he's got good weapons in that offense, and somehow the Steelers are six and three. But Kenny Pickett, to quote Steven. This is Steven's phrase. Kenny Pickett is not it. Um, he's my kill, 100%. Uh, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young. Uh, I think I have to friendship bench fits Zach Wilson just because we know Rodgers is coming back and Rodgers is going to be the guy until he decides that he no longer wants to be the guy. Um, but, you know, Zach Wilson has actually, I think, shown some improvement, um, especially from what we saw last year. I think having Rodgers there as a mentor has worked out well for him. Um, and yeah, Bryce Young has not had the freshman season that we thought he was going to have. Um, he's also just on a really bad team in the Panthers. Um, probably got one of the worst set of weapons around him, you know, not to make excuses for him, but, um, you know, uh, Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett definitely have much better weapons. Um, and I, I, you know, like I said, I think I would still marry Bryce Young. Um, I, I believe in the talent and, um, I think we're going to see improvement in year two. Yeah. Um, definitely for dynasty, I would go with that exact same ranking in terms of redraft or I, and of course I didn't give you any, you know, um, precursors to this, but yeah, I, I had to say, I'd have to agree with you, especially for dynasty. Um, I think Bryce Young, just give him some, give him some more weapons, man. Um, I think Mingo is, uh, I don't hate Mingo in the slightest, actually. I think Mingo has been getting a ton more looks. It's great to see him out there. He, he just needs a little bit more time. He just needs a little bit more time to assimilate into the NFL. Kenny P, until uh, Matt Canada gets out of there, I don't think this offense is something you want to touch other than, I mean, potentially this rush game. I mean, Jalen Warren just named the starter uh, for the Steelers. Um, Najee, actually, if you look at his stats, uh, one of his most efficient years actually 
which is kind of crazy. Um, but it, it's overlooked because of how poor the Steelers' offense has looked in general. So he's going to be a main reason for my kill. But I, I agree with you across the board. I, I still Bryce Young is still um, one of, if not my highest-rated quarterback um, from this rookie draft. Um, I still believe in the talent as well. And I think Zach Wilson's only saving grace is that he has Garrett Wilson. You know, and I think I think Garrett is that guy, and he's proving it still with this subpar offense. So, yeah, I thought Garrett Wilson would take a pretty big dip with Zach Wilson compared to Aaron Rodgers, and he really hasn't. No, volume has been there. Um, he's been great. You know, even in half one PPR, but in PPR, like money, money, set and yeah, forget. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, so for me, uh, we all know Steven loves a the theme. Um, so this week's theme without Steven, uh, if you haven't figured it out, we're talking MVPs. Um, so I'm going with the top MVP odds as it stands right now. Uh, and that's Patrick Mahomes at plus 275, Jalen Hurts at plus 300. Uh, and there's actually a tie for third between Tua and Lamar. Um, but we're going with Tua here for the MFK, uh, at plus 600. Um, Oh gosh. MFK. Um, uh dynasty redraft score like or that's such Pick a poison question. both i mean Shoot i guess me. you know we're talking mvp for this year so redraft makes oh, more yeah. sense but sorry but MVP. i mean you you can do both oh dude i'm gonna have to take i'm gonna have to take hertz um as my mary um i think that tush the tush push is just so unstoppable and so automatic I mean, that's an easy six points for you and uh, week in, week out. And it's always on the on the docket for that Eagles team. Uh, Mahomes, as my friends with Benchifitz, um, I have been a little bit concerned, uh, especially with their last showing. Um, you know, other than Kelsey, and I guess Rasheed Rice every now and then, how, you know, they, they struggled a little bit, but. I, it's still Patrick Mahomes, man. One of the best improvisers this game has ever seen. Um, friends with Benchfits for sure. And my kill is going to have to be uh, Tua. Although this offense has been explosive uh, to start the year off, they've kind of tapered off. And we'll see how that improves with uh, uh, HN coming back. Um, but still, excellent players, man. Excellent players. Yeah, that's uh, two for two for me. Hurts, uh, yeah. Mahomes, Tua, MFK. Um, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, Pat Mahomes. Um, the London game, or was it the London game or was it the Germany game against uh, the Dolphins? Germany, Germany game. Um, came out, you know, scored on the first drive and then, you know, couldn't get more than 21 points and the Dolphins almost worked themselves back into the game. Um, they kind of fizzled out, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes, yeah, and and you should mm-hmm. never doubt Patrick Mahomes, but the offense needs an alpha wide receiver, bad. Um, and uh, you know Kelsey can't do it all. Yeah, Rasheed Rice has gotten some really good looks and seems to be turning into that guy, um, yeah. but he still is only a rookie. Um, yeah, I think if Pat Mahomes had another weapon, it would, it would be a different story, um, but. Anyways, with that, uh, we are going to move over to Jukebox. Juke. With no Um, Steven. Weird. And Steven has graciously uh, let me host this segment for him this evening. Um, So sticking with our theme in honor of Steven, uh, we're kind of going off the the whole MVP vibe. Um, the first song is Hall of Fame by the script featuring Will I Am. Um, if you haven't heard it, good song. Uh, I think Steven would definitely uh, put it in his recommendations list or whatever he calls it. Um, anyways, the lyrics, you could be the greatest, you could be the best. Uh, standing in the Hall of Fame and the world's going to know your name. So what 2023 rookie could eventually be the greatest slash best and win MVP and eventually find himself in the hall of fame. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. That is a loaded question because there are so many good rookies from this draft and I hall of, Oh my gosh. Um, 
Dude, I'm gonna have to. I'm actually have to say Anthony Richardson. Um, okay. I, I I'll have to say Anthony Richardson has a great chance. Of course, he's he injured his shoulder, had AC joint surgery, but um, out for the year. But I think, I really think if he just gets time to develop his passing game, his rushing game. I mean, dude, he's lightning in a bottle. I mean, I think he is a more refined passer than people think he is. I think he just needs to continue to build rapport with his receivers, get acclimated to the league. But I really think he has the best chance um, to be a Hall of Famer out of all these rookies. That's that's a hard question, though. I don't hate the answer at all. Uh, Steven said Bijan, um, which I thought was surprising. And I'm not going to lie. Uh my answer, if this question was asked to me right now, I feel like is the obvious answer, and that's Stroud. Stroud, right? Like he's he's a sleeper right now for this year's MVP. Um, I think he definitely has has uh, the best chance, um, at least of what we've seen so far. But you know, I definitely don't hate your guys' answers on that. Um, I think Bijan and uh, Anthony Richardson are both excellent options as well. Um, the second song is one of my favorites of all time uh, and it's real world by matchbox 20 um and one of the lines uh, in the third verse is well i wonder what it's like to be the head honcho what player is currently number two on the depth chart on their team that if given the chance to be the head honcho could become a league mvp or at least put up mvp numbers wow oh these Man, this uh, these are some tough questions, Scott. Um, well, I guess that Stephen Fun Train, the Fun Train, always asks us some tough questions. So, thank you. Let Let me think this for a second. Let me think about this for a second. Um, second in line and has the opportunity, if given the chance, to be uh, MV- MVP numbers or MVP. Can, can you give your answer first? I I can give Stephen's answer. Oh yeah, give me uh, Stephen's answer. So Steven said Jalen Waddle. Currently oh. behind currently behind Terry Kill uh on the Dolphins. Um some others that you know I think are also in a similar position. Um Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, uh maybe Puka Nakua. Uh I know I'm I'm kind of on the wide receiver train here. Uh for running backs, I'm pretty sure Bijan is ahead of Algier on the depth chart, even yeah. though with Arthur Smith, it sometimes doesn't seem like that. Um, Roshan Johnson on the Bears. Um, trying to think of some other running backs. Uh, Charbonnet. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Dal- Dalton Kincaid, I think, is technically still number two to uh, Dal- uh, Knox. Yeah, technically. Uh, shoot, man. I just, I mean, you listed out some great players there. I, I, I would have to, I mean, Waddle is that talented and he can put up those numbers. I, I think, mm, but I just don't want to go with the easy answer, right? I'm just thinking of someone <laughs> who's a real sleeper. Uh, yeah. Um, geez, man. I'm sorry. I'm ta- everyone listening, I'm sorry I'm taking a while on this, but this is, this is a really tough question. I mean, I'd had to, I guess I'd had to agree with Waddle. I mean, if given the chance, he can. He can absolutely destroy the game. And uh, you know what? I, I will. I'll have to say Jordan Addison. You know what? I'm. Uh, if you, All right. I'll have to turn the corner on Addison. I really think that, you know, watching him the past couple of weeks has been eye opening um, to me. And, uh, you, you know, Jefferson and Hawk really are being the main. Yeah, so I guess he's third in line for, for targets, but. Um, I think if you give him a chance, he's really shown that doesn't matter who's on him. Uh, doesn't matter if the safety catches the ball first. Uh, he'll just rip it out of your hands. He's he's a dog, man. And he's proven that to and, me. And you were a resident guy that was pretty out on. Yeah, and, I had to I mean, I was. Hey, so yeah, sometimes you turn a page. I, I really love that answer. Um, I, I think, unfortunately for him, unless Jefferson gets traded, uh, it's going to take him a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, um, you know, Waddle assuming the status quo 
you know, players stay on the same teams, I think Waddle will be able to reach that before Addison, just because we, you know, we know that he'll, or at least we think, based on what he's told us, uh, Hill has two seasons left after this. So um, we'll see. Uh, but love the Jordan Addison answer. Um, yeah, I think I think if I were to pick, I think I have to go with Waddle too with Steven, but okay. uh, really do like the Jordan Addison oh, answer. Um, but with that, I'm uh, going to move over to Fantasy Flash. Um, and for week 10, Thursday Night Football, more receiving yards, Adam Thielen or DJ Moore, and it was close. It was really close, but it was 42 yards for Thielen and 58 yards for Moore. Ooh. MJ going with his bear, one point for MJ. Let's go. Um, Sunday night football, and uh, to our listeners out there, I kind of flubbed this one up uh, last week. Uh, it was an over under. I said three total rushing touchdowns, which meant to say three and a half because you shouldn't say an even number when you're doing an over under um but uh it was exactly three um so we are calling that one a wash and uh nobody is getting the points uh on that one um for monday night football it was more rushing yards javante williams or james cook uh james cook started extremely slow but turned it around and the final was 79 to 109 for james cook MJ and I got that one right. Um, so Steven actually, for the first time in uh, like six, seven weeks, missed one and actually missed all of them. Um, so uh, I'm still in a distant third at 10 and 19. Steven, or uh, sorry, MJ is closing the gap at 17 and 12. And Steven is sitting on top at 20 and nine. So MJ is now within a week. Let's go, baby. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. Week 11, Thursday night football. We have the Bengals versus the Ravens, and we are doing an over-under here. Uh, It's going to be 450. We're going to say 450.5 total passing yards um, over-under. 450 over. Steven also said over. I said under. Um, okay. And I, I will tell you, uh, doing the math on Joe Burrow and um, Lamar Jackson's yards per game so far, they combine for about 463, which is 13 over the over-under. Um, so... You, you guys are on the favorite side, I would say, of of that line. Uh, for Sunday, we are sticking with the AFC North, and we're talking about the Steelers versus the Browns. More rushing yards, Najee or Jerome Ford? Jerome Ford. Had a feeling you would say that, so I had a backup. More <laughs> receiving, because uh, Steven and I also picked oh, This Ford. was the, okay, uh, okay. Yep, yeah, uh, more receiving yards, Deontay Johnson or Amari Cooper? Oh my gosh. Amari. Steven and I also said Amari. Okay. I had a backup to the backup. This was the backup uh, to the backup game. Okay. The backup to the backup. Um, will there be a defensive touchdown scored? Yes. There will I be. I also a said yes. Touchdown. Steven said no. So yes for MJ, yes for me, uh, no for Steven, which brings us to Monday night football. And I can say this is a matchup that probably everybody has been looking forward to. It's a rematch of the most recent Super Bowl Eagles versus chiefs. Oh, and this one, this one's a doozy more combined fantasy points, Jalen hurts and AJ Brown or Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Oh, why you had to end it on a tough one, man. Um, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna keep the train rolling with the hurt side, hurt side of things. Hurts Brown. Steven and I also both picked Hurts Brown. So <sighs> we have a backup, uh, and it's actually splitting up the pairs. So Hurts and Kelsey or Mahomes and Brown. Oh my God. Hurts Kelsey. All right. 
Uh, so we differed on the second one there. There was actually a third one, which I will tell you here in a second. So you picked Hertz Kelsey. Steven and I actually both pick Mahomes Brown. Um, I actually can't really call it a stack because we're not on the same team, but I have Mahomes and Brown uh, in my redraft league, and it has been money this year. Um, <laughs> so the the backup to the backup, in case you also would have picked Mahomes Brown, was more receptions, Swift or Pacheco. Just for funsies. Just for funsies. I wish you went to the backup to the backup. Oh, I mean, we'll do, we'll do for funsies, but we're going to keep the Hertz, Kelsey, Mahomes, Brown one. Yeah, I, I think for funsies. Oh, Steven and I differed on this. Ah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go Swift. Steven also picked Swift. I went with Pacheco. Uh, Swift has, I think it was eight more on the year, so it was close, but. Um, yeah, but with that, uh, we'll turn it back over to you to close this out. Yeah, man. So listen, we appreciate everybody who continues to listen to us, uh, weekend week out. We always appreciate the support. And if you have any suggestions, please reach out to us. Uh, Scott, thank you for your time, man. Uh, Steven, um, wish you hope you get better, man. Uh, it's, it's never fun to be sick, right? Um, and I hope everyone just continues to enjoy their leagues here. I know, you know, I'm, I've been talking to Scott a lot about, well, especially in the dynasty landscape on some teams I'm, I'm thinking about tur- throwing the white flag and going to rebuild mode. So there's a lot of, of games, um, that will decide whether or not you'll be going to the playoffs. So if you have the possibility or you or if you are in the middle of the pack, don't give up yet. There's always a chance. Believe it or not, um, the craziest things can happen. It's fantasy. It's fantasy football. And the craziest things, anything is within the realm of possibilities as we come into these last couple of weeks here. So give it your all. Best of luck to you. Um, Scott, anything you want to say? Yeah, Stephen, we missed you tonight. Um we hope we did your segments justice and you will enjoy uh, or will have enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, yeah. Like MJ said, it's crunch time. There's four weeks left. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is the witching hour of the fantasy oh. regular season. So trade deadlines are coming up. Um, I think several are this week. So uh, check your settings and make sure you know when your trade deadline is. Um, Cause this might be the last time to make them uh, for the season. And uh, yeah, wish everybody the best of luck as you make that final push. And um, hopefully you've made that decision or you're about to make that decision, whether you are going for it all or playing for next year. Um, but yeah, best of luck to everybody out there. And thank you listeners. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. And as always, um, we are what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. We'll see you next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.